hello 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 welcome back to black girl from brick city my name is ace with the y and i'm super excited to be speaking with you again this week uh it is the last day of january i swear it feels like it was just new year's uh time flies by fast you guys, we are on episode 15, and I'm super excited for this topic. Um, a lot of my friends have been asking me to speak on financial literacy. Um, being as though I'm not an expert, I always had a little bit of doubt of bringing it up, but I've seen how it changed my life, so I would love to just give you, even if a little gem, of what I learned during my... Um, during me getting my finances together. And you don't need to have like a whole bunch of money you don't need to be rich to start on your finances. Sometimes the only important part is just having that knowledge. Before I get into today's topic though, I wanted to say a quick message for everyone who's listening. I hope that you are in great spirits mentally. Um, these past weeks, we've heard about the death of Regina King's son, Ian Alexander, who was also a DJ and a musician. Um, he died by suicide. And then we heard earlier this week that former Miss USA, her name is Chesley Crest. She actually died from suicide as well about maybe three days ago. And it just made my heart so heavy because I remember seeing on her page that she had posted and she was extremely active online. And you just don't know what people are going through. You just don't know what people are dealing with behind their smiles. So if you are listening to this, I hope that you are in great spirits. Just know that whatever you are going through, whatever turmoil, whatever feels like it will never stop. I'm here to remind you that life gets better. These are only temporary moments. I promise you. I literally promise you. Whatever you are going through, that this too shall pass. Um, so whenever you get a feeling, if you ever do, Get a feeling that you no longer want to be here. You no longer want to be on earth. Just think about all those people who do love you. All those people who are going to be devastated if you did take your life. Just remember that future version of you that would be so proud of you if you stick around and if you pull through. Um, so I just wanted to do that quick message because, again, life gets really sad and depressing for me. I, I didn't, I never contemplated suicide, but my heart sympathizes for people who just say enough is enough. And um, I've heard that the suicide hotline is really frustrating, but I'm gonna add it anyway. And also just speak to somebody who you care, who cares about you and who you're close with. And if you're not comfortable with that, then please reach out to a stranger because strangers are usually less biased than the people in your life. My heart is still heavy for those families um, and any family that has to deal with a suicide, but Life gets better, y'all. Life gets better. We have to stick through. We have to pull through. God's grace is always going to be on us. <sighs> Today, we're going to be speaking about credit. This is a beginner-friendly uh, episode for credit. And I'm just going to go through a few steps, four, about four steps that I took um, to get my credit score over a 700 currently. And... Um, I'm gonna show you the simple ways that I did it. I did it, I started my journey like everyone else. Um, oh, I'm so sorry, not like everyone else, cause trust me, some people, they gain credit cards at eight, 10 years old, okay? <laughs> but I just want everyone to know that while credit scores and all that stuff are not like globally um, looked at, the United States runs on credit, girl. And most of these rich people are running on business credit, but that's another day. I remember 
not knowing anything about credit, um, I was told if you grew up in an urban community, you're told to stay away from credit, stay away from financing, um, use cash, use your debit card, right? So I grew up, I was definitely using cash and direct deposits as I was working. I used to, I've been working since I was about 15 years old. So I would be working in restaurants and I would be getting either cash or I would be getting a direct deposit. Everything was going to my check-ins account. And again, I didn't have a credit card about 16. I got my first credit card in college and it was a Wells Fargo credit card. They approved me for $500, okay? And just like your first credit card, you're not gonna get approved for like thousands of dollars as soon as you start out. So with that card, like many young adults in college, I blew through it. I mean, like I maxed it out, okay? And um, I was spending it on books, food. Uh, this is when Uber Eats was starting to get real big. Um, I was just wasting my money. And I remember it took me maybe the third year of college. I said, okay, let me just find out more about what this actually is, what I can do with this, because um, this ain't it. <laughs> Again, when I got my credit card, I didn't know much about it. Now, the first step that I took to learning about credit is YouTube University, okay? Before you even do anything, just type in what you need to know. The knowledge is out there, okay? I get knowledge from places I didn't even think I could, okay? I was on Clubhouse one time and these men were speaking about trade lines and all these credit stuffs and, you know, I'm a beginner, but even being a beginner, the things that they were speaking about as experts, I kinda already, you know, some of the stuff I already knew. So I was really proud of myself and I encourage you that if you are saying that you wanna learn more about something, indulge yourself completely into that topic you have youtube you have books you have resources just people giving courses out you know everything is there for you if you really want to know you'll go find out and you'll go learn so the first step i did was just making myself aware of the terms credit credit line utilization things like that so the first step is clearly knowledge learning the terms learning about what credit actually is how you can use it leverage it um to my knowledge, credit is basically, you're using the bank's money as your own, but you are paying it back with interest. As opposed to debit, debit is mostly your money. If you don't got the money on the card, they will decline you. If you have a credit balance and you have enough money on that card, you'll never get declined with a credit card unless you maxing out your cards. And we don't need you maxing out your cards. <laughs> okay, so after I got the knowledge, step two, I went ahead and downloaded this app. It's called Credit Karma. Have you heard of Credit Karma? If you haven't, I'm going to show you what it is. So Credit Karma is an app that you can literally get your credit score in seconds. You set it up an account, um, you go ahead and you put your information in, and when you get on it, it's gonna give you a, a basic credit score of what you are, what's your credit score at that moment. Um, it's also gonna give you a list of all the credit accounts you have open, all the missed payments, all the payment details, all your information, it's gonna have everything up there. Once you download it, you make an account, you're able to access all your lines like, hmm, okay. And if you see something that you didn't do, for example, when I first did my credit karma about two years ago, when I started getting into learning more about credit, I saw this payment, this medical bill in my collections. And I said, medical bill? Like I have insurance, why is this in collections? 
So I went ahead and I disputed it and the doctor's office didn't have my correct information. So I went ahead and corrected that and voila, it was gone. Um, I didn't have to reach out to a credit repair person. I didn't have to pay somebody $500. I went ahead and I did that work myself. I disputed it. Um, and you are able to do that too. If you go on Credit Karma, they're going to have everything laid out for you, even where the collection address is, um, where, where your addresses used to be, your phone numbers, everything. So you'll be able to access everything. So when I, when I first started, I got my credit score. I think I was about like a six something, like a 640. And I'm like, okay, okay. I didn't have many credit cards. I only had one at the time. And I had my student loans. And I had a, a couple of other things that came up in there, but everything was in the good. I was good to go. Now, you can also get an annual credit report and just go on Google, type annual credit report, full credit report. And this is the one that you can get a very thorough detail overview of your credit score. So I went ahead and got my full credit report. Everything matched completely to Credit Karma. It's really inaccurate. Mostly for the most part, it's been an accurate app for me. Um, and I was able to save that document and have it and study it and just see where I am financially, financial wise. The third step that I did was scheduled all my due dates. So as I got more into it, I got more credit cards, my credit scores were going up. As I was getting more credit, I was saving my due dates. So after you get the app, after you are on Credit Karma and after you received your annual report to study and really get the gist of exactly what it is that you need to work on, you wanna go ahead and schedule out your dates because one thing that will knock your credit score down to the grave, to the pit of hell <laughs> is missing payments. You do not wanna miss your payments. Even, I don't even care if you don't have a job and you need to borrow that minimum payment from someone until you get paid, that minimum payment cannot be missed. I'm proud to say that I've never missed a payment. It, oh, and Credit Karma gives you like these little notifications like, hey, you're on a great streak. You're on this, you're on that, work on this. It gives you tips and everything. Um, but I make sure as an adult to never miss a payment. I think I missed one payment um, in total. And that was a really rough month for everybody around the pandemic time. Um, and I just forgot to pay that payment. But for the most part, you want to be at a hundred percent for your payments. Make all your payments on time. And a little trick that I did when I was really paying off my max card, because when I was going crazy in college, I would pay my minimum. And then before the due date is up, before they report uh, what your utilization is to your credit bureau, I would pay again. And I would make sure it was either double or way more than the minimum payment. Therefore, they're seeing that I'm paying not only am I paying my minimum, but I'm paying off my balance on my own. And that's what you want to do too. You want to really go ahead and just pay it down as fast as possible so that when you are, when it reports back to the credit bureaus, that your utilization is down. Okay. And somebody might be saying a credit bureau utilization. Let me back up a little bit. So your credit score is reported or your report, your credit report is reported to three different bureaus. You have... Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Um, for the most part, Credit Karma uses TransUnion and Experian, if I'm not mistaken. You'll have two different credit scores. Now you could have two completely different credit scores because these are three different entities and they report on their own. They have their own little ways, yada, yada, yada. So those are the three credit bureaus. So when I say report to the credit bureaus, they're going to 
either one of those three. And what you wanna do is you wanna keep your balance under 30%, meaning, when I say keep your balance, keep your utilization, meaning you're, you're not spending more than 30% of the total balance of your card. So if you have a $500 limit on a credit card, you don't wanna spend more than $150 before they report um, for the end of the month, okay? If you have an $1,000 credit card, you do not wanna spend more than 3,000. I mean, <laughs> you do not wanna spend more than 300. You wanna keep everything under 30%. And this just shows that you're responsible. This shows like, hey, they have all this money, they have this balance, but they're only using a certain amount and they're paying it back. So once you go up to the 50s, to the 70s, to the 90s, now they're looking at you at a high risk. You're spending too much on the card and you're, you're clearly about to max it out. So what you wanna do is you wanna keep every card that you have under 30% and you wanna schedule out the dates so that you can have, either you're gonna be paying them off, I know some people pay them off. Um, if you're younger, you probably don't have that much money to pay off your cards, but keep it at a minimum so that you can be able to have that option to keep it at a zero. Some people don't let their balances carry over to the next statement period, which is ideal. But if you want to, you know, just keep track of it, you want to go ahead and just keep it under 30% by the end of the statement date, if that makes sense, right? Just keep it under 30% and you're fine. Um, keep it at zero and you're great. <laughs> okay, so we have get the app, get your report, never miss a payment, schedule your payments, never spend more than you have, 30%. Another thing with credit, I know we get excited when we get our um, increases and things like that, and you go ahead and you wanna buy a car. No. Now, I'm gonna introduce a book that changed my life when it came to just making irrational purchases, and just because I have credit, you know, you wanna go put your furniture on your credit, you wanna go put this on your credit, da 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 At, While credit does work like that, you put it on there and you pay it off and it does build your credit, getting too many things that are considered a liability is actually, working backwards. So this book right here, I'm gonna introduce it to you guys. Robert Kiyosaki, okay? It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And as soon as you get into the finance world and you're learning about it, you're definitely gonna hear about this book. Um, it's the most pivotal book that you need to read if you are a beginner, if you are just wondering what does it all mean, I feel like this book is a game changer. And what it really stressed to me or what it really taught me is the difference between an asset and a liability. Now think of credit as an asset, but can definitely quickly become a liability like overnight, okay? Um, it is an asset to have credit at your leverage, to have a good credit score. You can get a lot of things in the United States with good credit. You even get respect. <laughs> they even look at you a little better when they, you know, when you go to the banks and stuff like that. But um, the difference between the asset and the liability is that when you have an asset, you have such as land or you have property and you are a landlord and you're renting out those properties to tenants and as you sleep your beautiful head at night, you're getting paid with passive income off of your asset, right? Now, people used to think that houses are an asset because when you do get a house, you could take out money, you know, take out a loan against the house and things of that sort. 
but it's actually a liability because you're not making any money off of that house. You are living in it and you are spending money. It's costing you to live there. So anything that doesn't make you money back is a liability. You get a brand new car, once you drive off that lot, that car is now a liability. It is not an asset because it even depreciates. So you can spend 15, 30,000 on a car and when you leave it's worth three or two. So you wanna be mindful of building up your assets and really just staying away from liabilities. You wanna treat credit as an asset. He also taught us in this book that poor people, I hate to say that, but poor people, they usually work for their money. You have the nine to fivers, um, you know, the essential workers and things like that. I don't wanna be calling those jobs poor people, but I'm just referring to the book, okay? And then the rich people, they make money work for them. So they're the ones who pay people to do things and get money off of their money. Now, if you are a nine to fiver and you are using your money to fund yourself, to pay off your debts, you are doing a great job. Please don't let anybody force you to become this, you know, entrepreneur overnight because honestly, being an entrepreneur is gonna be 24 hours compared to your nine to five, okay? You are constantly on the clock. You, When you're your own boss, you are responsible for everything. So there is no clocking out when you are an entrepreneur. So if you are what they call a worker, and you're using your money smartly, investing in everything, you're winning, you're doing great. Another step about credit that a lot of people need to know is that credit cards come with rewards. They have these things called cashback. Um, even when you get deeper into it, they have cards that are just for travel. You can get travel points from airlines. Um, I'm not in that season of my life yet to travel and things like that. So I don't have any credit cards that, you know, necessarily give me points and all them, all the good stuff. But when I tell you people are out here flying for free because they have learned the, the, the way to use their credit cards as leverage, they are traveling for free. Um, again, that information is all out there for you because I've, I've seen it, I've learned about it. And honestly, it was mind blowing to me, but I'm like, okay, I understand, I understand. So when I do get into that chapter of my life, I'll be able to, <laughs> I'm gonna find the keys, okay? <laughs> so you wanna get a credit card that has rewards. So first of all, I have credit cards that have this thing called cashback. And sometimes, well, all the time, when you make purchases, you get money back, certain levels. There was one time I had a certain amount of reward points that I was able to actually use that as my minimum payment. Um, I didn't even have to pay my minimum payment because my cash back from using the credit card was at that um, amount that I can just go ahead and use it for minimum payment. Like when you're using a debit card, there is no cash back. You're using your money and that's that. So it is nice to use your credit card and get those cash backs and then take that money from your debit card or if you do get paid in cash, take that cash and immediately pay off that credit card and watch how fast they boost your score, not only your score up, but your credit line will increase. Another tip that I wanted to add is never ask for a credit increase. I know, I know you wanna go and you wanna be like, hey, give me a credit increase. But what I've learned is that when you ask for a credit increase, it's actually working backwards because they wanna, they wanna gift it to you, kind of like a Santa type of thing. Like, oh, you've been naughty, you've been nice, I wanna give you, you know, a reward. 
when you go ahead and you ask for it, now it's like, hmm, why they ask? They're asking, they're thinking to themselves, why is she asking for this? Hmm, I wonder, you know, and you might get denied and you might get approved. But it's always good to just do these steps, double pay, pay on time, make sure your utilization is low. They will give you the um, credit increase on their own, okay? It's happened to me many times just by being responsible. So those are the steps that I've really learned and they really work, guys. Just taking control of your credit, being a black girl from Brick City, we didn't learn this in our schools. Our parents, you know, they knew, but I didn't really get a gist of credit until an older age. Let's do a little bonus. Find someone with a good credit history. Say, for example, maybe I should do it in a story form, right? I'm gonna break down trade lines the way that I understand it, and I I pray that that you understand it as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a story. Say, for instance, my grandfather. He's had a Capital One card since the 1950s. He has a perfect um, payment record. He has utilization under 30%, and the card has been there for over 40 years, right? I go ahead and I say, Grandpa, can you make me an authorized user under your card so that I can reap the benefits of your labor? <laughs> and Grandpa can say, yes, of course, I'll add you on. He doesn't even need to give me a card. He doesn't even need to give me his PIN number or anything. I am now an authorized user, and now I have benefits of his card without having his card. And that, my friends, is called a trade line. Now, trade lines are anything that's on your account, but now the grandpa's card will be on my trade line, and I will have all the history of his good payments and his great credit score, which will immediately boost my credit score. That is a beautiful thing that I learned about trade lines. Uh, people are out here charging big, big money for their 800 credit score trade lines. Um, you might get 650, 700, 800, and they're only gonna leave you on there for about 60 days and then, you know. So if you're like closing on a house, getting on someone's trade line would be like the best way to just skyrocket your, your um, credit score quickly. But without even having a boost of someone else's credit, and may I add, some companies, when you're doing trade lines, they don't even report the history. So make sure you really research before you do these things. I think the bank is American Express and American Express is the bank that does not report old history. So if you were to get on grandpa's card and he had an American Express, you are now starting from that day, but you don't have all his, you don't have all his information from years and years and years. And that's kind of pointless. You, you want that. Um, so you want to make sure that if you are doing trade lines with someone, make sure that they bank their bank reports your history. So you get not only their history of the good payments um, and make sure they have a good history because if you're, you know, getting on someone's line and they're in the negatives, unfortunately, your account will drop with them. So it's all, all for all. <laughs> and that is the last step. I wanted to make this quick and simple for you guys. If you have any questions, any topic ideas, again, this is just basically my TED talk. But I feel as though I do a lot of research. I do a lot of studying. As a black girl from Brick City, I try my best um, to study and enhance my mind every day. So if you have any questions and uh, you would like to know more about a certain topic or you want me to just spill my opinion about it, 
reach out to me. You can send me a direct message on social media. You can even comment under these videos. I thank you so much for everyone who has been tuning in to every episode. I really, really appreciate you guys. This is episode 15. I'm your host, Ace with the Y, and I hope that you have a productive, productive week. And hey, if you don't have the app Credit Karma, get the app, like exit this video, exit this podcast, however you're streaming this, go get that app and let's 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 get our finances in order 2022. Okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. And again, keep your head up. Nothing that you are going through is gonna last forever, okay? Every day is a new day to be a better person, to be a brighter spirit. And I wish you the best energy this week. Have a great day. Bye.